This is Statehouse News. This podcast is a production of the Center for Community Solutions and features content from the Hannah News Capital Monitor. For a complete version of Statehouse News, as well as other programs and publications, please visit communitysolutions.com. Thank you for joining us. Today is Thursday, March 5th, 2015, and this is issue 9 of Statehouse News. The number of Ohioans being cut off the state Medicaid program on Saturday, February 28th, was down to about 61,000, State Medicaid Director John McCarthy told the House Finance, Health, and Human Services Subcommittee during budget testimony on Thursday, February 26th. That is down about 4,000 from the 65,000 he had estimated in testimony before the full committee earlier this month. As he explained, this redetermination process has been put on hold in 2014 because of all the changes Ohio has implemented to the program. However, it is a requirement from the federal government that Medicaid recipients must annually report any change in their circumstances that could affect their eligibility. The department resumed the monthly notifications for 2015. McCarthy repeatedly stressed, both in committee testimony and afterwards in talking with reporters, that the large number is the result of the notices not being sent last year. In addition, he said the system, as a safety net, provides recipients the ability to come back on within 60 days of their termination without even needing to reapply. They can always reapply, and many providers are also able to do a presumptive eligibility in order to serve them. Individuals can also apply online. This was but one of the multitude of topics he covered in over four hours of testimony, providing the subcommittee a deeper look into many of the nearly 30 Medicaid changes included in the proposed fiscal year 16-17 budget. McCarthy was asked by both subcommittee chair Representative Robert Sprague and Representative Mark Romanchuk where the state expects to come up with the half billion dollars needed to cover the state's share for the Medicaid expansion population, also referred to as Group 8, in 2020. McCarthy repeatedly said that they are working now to control costs, keeping the program growth within the Joint Medicaid Oversight Committee, or JMOC, targets, and under the growth in state revenues. He said that the health care provided under the Medicaid program is a key component of the administration's desire to help people move up and out of poverty. In other words, Sprague replied, the $500 million will come out of other programs. However, McCarthy pointed out that the Medicaid program will not have spent an estimated $320 million in state funds in the current year. We must keep reforming the program to ensure savings are prolonged. The same question was put on Office of Health Transformation Director Greg Moody, who agreed with McCarthy, pointing to the efforts of the administration as just now beginning regarding payment reform and innovation to pave the way to a more sustainable program, where the goal is not to provide more care, but better care. He said it won't be our team facing that question, but the administration, he believes, has put the program on a good path. Regarding the additional oversight, the inclusion of the formula in state law gives legislators, McCarthy commented that with the creation of the new Joint Medicaid Oversight Committee, there is more oversight over me than of any other department. That group provides another layer of oversight.
U.S. Senator Sherrod Brown stopped in Columbus Monday morning to rally support to extend federal funding for the Children's Health Insurance Program, or CHIP, which is set to expire in September. Brown has introduced legislation that would extend federal funding for the program through 2019. He said the program has cut the number of uninsured children in half and has broad bipartisan support. The bill would extend the CHIP Contingency Fund to protect states that may experience a funding shortfall, extend and update the Performance Incentive and Pediatric Quality Measures programs, extend the Qualifying State Option, extend the CHIP Obesity and Quality Demonstrations, extend Outreach and Enrollment Grants, and extend authority for the Express Lane Option and SNAP or Food Stamps, waiver authority for streamlined eligibility determinations. Brown was joined at the event at the John R. Maloney Health Center in Columbus by Steve Allen, CEO of Nationwide Children's Hospital, Nick Lashutka, President of the Ohio Children's Hospital Association, and Meredith Mendoza, a Columbus-area parent whose children could lose comprehensive health courage if funding is not extended. Allen called renewal of CHIP a priority. He said the program, along with Medicaid, has led the number of uninsured children to the lowest it has ever been. A four-year renewal, as proposed by Brown, will give states certainty, Allen said, and he noted Governor John Kasich's proposed budget in House Bill 64 assumes the funding will be extended. Lashutka said Ohio has incredibly low amounts of uninsured kids. He said the impact of the program is too large to allow the funding to lapse. Brown later told reporters that it is an issue he has been working on for 20 years and was one of the authors in the U.S. House in 1997. He said it has always been a bipartisan issue. Three key economic variables were identified by Feeding America's map, the meal gap analysis, and Columbus-based economist Howard Fleeter as being linked to food insecurity. Those variables, medium household income, rate of poverty and unemployment, are analyzed in Hunger Factors Index released by the Ohio Association of Food Banks. We are seeing that food insecurity rates and participation in the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program remain high in Ohio, in spite of overall economic improvement in the state, said Lisa Hamler-Fugit, Executive Director of the Ohio Association of Food Banks. Many of the more than 3.8 million Ohioans living in households with incomes below the self-sufficiency level are struggling to afford food on their own, and the Hunger Factors Index reveals some of the reasons that many of those households are being left behind. The Ohio Association of Food Banks, in conjunction with Feeding America, prepares a study of hunger in Ohio every four years. The Ohio Hunger Factors Index specifically provides a way to evaluate how the underlying factors that influence hunger and food insecurity have changed on an annual basis. The lower the index value, the better for economic conditions, while the higher the index, the worse the conditions have become since the Great Recession. In 2013, Ohio's Hunger Factors Index value was 13.02, 
Comparatively, the index value in 2007 prior to the recession was 8.96. The 2013 value, which remains much higher than pre-recession levels, indicates the needs of those individuals who suffer from the effects of food insecurity and hunger continue to be severe despite recent economic improvements. Some happenings from the week of February 23, 2015. Former Governor Ted Strickland made it official Tuesday, announcing that he has decided to run for the U.S. Senate seat, currently held by U.S. Senator Rob Portman. This follows an independent group's launch last week of a website encouraging him to run. WeNeedTed.com says it's building a statewide grassroots network, so we're ready to go when Ted is. The Ohio Department of Rehabilitation and Correction says it will seriously consider a new prison food contract proposal, which the Ohio Civil Service Employees Association claims is cheaper than the state's privatized agreement with Aramark Correctional Services. OCSEA President Christopher Mabe submitted a bid for $1.216 per meal to DRC officials Monday, 5.9 cents less than Aramark's current price of $1.275. He said returning prison food operations to public employee management will save Ohio taxpayers $2.9 million per year compared to the Aramark deal. And Governor John Kasich's fifth State of the State address, this one in Wilmington, which has been characterized as the poster child for the effects of the Great Recession here in Ohio, was a blend Tuesday night of celebrating how far Ohio has come since he first came into office, mixed with a whole lot of pushing and prodding as the governor made the case for his vision for Ohio in the next budget and beyond. And some notable quotes from around Capitol Square. That's not going to get you out of the ticket. Senator Frank LaRose to Senate Transportation, Commerce, and Labor Committee Chairwoman Senator Gail Manning after she was highly complimentary of the Ohio State Highway Patrol to John Bourne, Director of the Ohio Department of Public Safety and former Highway Patrol Chief. You've broken it already. House Finance, Health, and Human Services Subcommittee Chairman Representative Robert Sprague to Ohio Department of Medicaid Director John McCarthy after the monitors went black four slides into McCarthy's 71-slide presentation on the state Medicaid program. We are still searching for additional dollars, so I checked his pockets when we were walking in. Anthony Brancatelli, chairman of the Cuyahoga Land Bank, about searching Attorney General Mike DeWine's pockets during a news conference on Ohio's completed demolition grant program to remove abandoned buildings around the state. Thank you for joining us. Please visit www.communitysolutions.com for more information and other publications.